Blog Talk Radio. I've got a deeper love, a deeper love, a deeper love inside, and I call it pride, a deeper love, a deeper love, a deeper
thing to survive. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Recovery Corner. I am your host, Tanya Wilson, also known as Authorist Tanya Wilson, author of the book, The Time Is Now. The Recovery Corner is proudly brought to you by The Literary Corner. We also provide a diverse platform to bring awareness to socioeconomic issues within our community. Christian values, promotion of small businesses, and support of nonprofit organizations. Our partnering NOP, the Theodore House, provides invaluable services for people who suffer with addictions, mental health, homelessness, and HIV. For more information, please contact Ms. Tamika Randall at www.theodorehouse.org. And we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. So right in the building, House of Stone by Coco. I'm going to show you. She going to show you. We going to show you how we do this, huh? What? Yo, this bling be the illest. Coco House of Stone got a feeling. Step up in the room. Royal like a queen. Rockin' House of Stone, girl, you know you reign supreme. Red carpet jewels. Finest of quality. Necklace so reckless. I know you seen the rosary designer for celebrity. Pieces on the runway. Tracy Lynn was so back when you gotta grow up someday. Big girl accessories. Always on fleek. Not the average, but the baddest chick. The ones who like to be unique. We don't follow the crowd. We set the trends. Other fashions bow down. House of Stone will never be. My bad, with this commercial interrupt, I'm just trying to be your friend, help you step your game up. When you put on House of Stone, get ready for your close-up. Trendsetters, go get his lady, didn't know. House of Stone stands alone, I just thought I'd let you know. I think I said too much, you need to catch your breath, nobody does it better. Yo, House of Stone is the best, this is the soul writer. And I'm here with my girl Coco, House of Stone by Coco, that is. She's got the flyest bling on the planet, yo, she kicking down doors. In magazines, on the runway, celebrity jewelry designer. And I'm trying to put you down with games. On Facebook, House of Stone by Coco. Instagram, House of Stone by Coco. Twitter, House of Stone by Coco. Yo, it's real easy. And if you're really trying to holler at my girl, then holler at your girl, the soul writer. And I'll put you in direct contact with none other than the lady herself. Now. When you step outside, your fashion needs to be standing on a firm foundation, and it gets no firmer than the house that Coco built. Yo, check it. I'ma show you, huh? She gonna show you what? We gonna show you how we do this, huh? What? House of Stone by Coco. It doesn't get any better than the best. <laughs> Welcome back to the Recovery Corner. I am your host. Authorist Tanya Wilson. My guest for this evening is Minister and Recovery Coach Rebecca Mays Desimo. Rebecca Mays Desimo is founder and director of Recovery Life Network Incorporated. She has firsthand experience of the recovery process, having herself overcome a crack cocaine and alcohol addiction to achieving 
high accomplishments of being a wife, minister, United States Marine Corps veteran, PRP counselor, peer recovery advocate, and recovery coach. She facilitates the Recovery Life Support Group, a weekly meeting that is part of the church's outreach and evangelism ministry at the Tabernacle of the Lord Church, as led by Pastor C. Guy Robinson. Rebecca has experienced the tumults of life, from the untimely deaths of two of her children to experiencing homelessness to imprisonment during years of active addiction. She transfers the power of these experiences to coach others of their divine freedom and recovery. Recovery Life Network Incorporated exists to transform lives and in doing so, liberate the community from the bondage of addiction. The focus on the positive effects of treatment and holistic recovery of the spirit, soul, and body. The network esteems to extend its services, service offerings beyond recovery support group meetings, legal assistance, and referrals to recovery, recovery support services to incorporate recovery radio, drug treatment, television, Recovery Life Broadcast Network, Recovery Life Spiritual Drug Treatment Program, Recovery Life Call Center, and Drug Dealers Anonymous Support Group. And ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you Rebecca Mays Desimo. Good evening, Rebecca. How are you doing? I'm good, and yourself? Um, Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Thank you for joining us on the Recovery Corner to share your story with us. And my first question that I have for you is, is what was it like for you growing up as a child? Um, I had a good life because I'm an only child. So I had things that most other kids didn't have, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, my own room, my own TV, my own things. Uh, My mom was a nurse. My dad was in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. So I basically had a good life as a child, very happy, very involved. Uh, I've always been in church, um, singing, junior ushers, missionaries, uh, you know, I, I grew up in church, so I've mm-hmm. always had that connection, and I'm a firm believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. But, you know, that's something that you have to grow into. Having a relationship mm-hmm. with God is Amen. a process, you know, Absolutely. but I'm so glad I learned of him early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. So um, now, who who are your role models when you were growing up? My mother, she was a nurse. She was a nurse for 30 years, a caregiver. Um, uh, uh, She loved church. She later in her 60s, she retired from private duty nursing and went to Virginia Union, became an evangelist. Mm -hmm. 
So she inspired okay. me, you know, because I mm-hmm. dropped out of school early but ended up going back, you know, after mm-hmm. I got clean um, to uh, become a drug okay. counselor. But I was inspired. I said, now she could do it, and she's 66. I certainly can do it. There you go. (laughs) Never Mm -hmm. too late. Never too late. That's right. Never too late. So that was the, I mean, I got to say, she was my role model. She was there for Mm -hmm. me. Okay. And uh, the one thing that hurts me, she never got to see me clean before she passed. Oh, sorry to hear that. I'm in the right place now, and I know she knows. Okay. I, I saw well, her in a go. dream. She said, yeah, mm. I'm proud of you, she told me. So well, there you go. That, kind of that was your confirmation. Mine. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was and your I used to tell her, I said, well, I'm not going to be like you. And in 2014, I became a um, minister of the gospel. So, you know, See? never say never. Never say never. <laughs> yes. Never say that was never. Not my, that was, yeah, that was not my plan. <laughs> <laughs> So can you tell me, you know, what, when, how old were you when you started using? Oh, God, believe it or not, in my 30s. I went, you know, wow. most of my, my adolescent life, you know, I was in school, I was athletic, I traveled a lot, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I started having kids, you know, I got married, and I'd say um, toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of got me started, but my first husband, being a musician and entertainer, we mm-hmm. spent a lot of time in the clubs and the bars and in that fast lane life. So you start out for recreation, you know, right? You right. Have a little here, have a little drink there. It's no big deal. Or like socially, and, uh, yeah. But you know, the thing about addiction mm-hmm. is progressive, and yes, you don't realize is. that you that you're caught up. And you don't realize till you're ba- that you're bound until you try to quit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There so you go. For years, yeah, this was an escape for me, but mm-hmm. it was only a weekend type of thing. Right. Because I, I worked, I, you know, I kept my mm-hmm. home, had a car, you know. Um, none of those, you know, I hadn't experienced the not there yet, right. so to speak. So, you so, know, I functioned. Right, you were functional. Functional, mm-hmm. right? So, would you say that you know, far as addiction, does it progress? Do you feel as though it progresses as you get older? Because I I noticed that for myself, that as I got older, the more it progressed, it went from being a social thing to, mm. you know, <laughs> I, I think so because you're dealing with more. You know, life's trials and tribulations, you know, life comes mm-hmm. at you hard and fast, and you're not mm-hmm. ready to deal with it. And like I said, my first husband, he died. He passed away suddenly, mm-hmm. and I was totally mm-hmm. devastated. You know, we had to right. uh, I had one little girl. She was nine right. years old, and I thought, you know, Lord, what am I going to do? Right. And uh, so I just kept working, you know, and trying to figure out what to do, and mm-hmm. I met someone else. And right. I thought that would be okay. And I mm-hmm. never thought about having more kids or anything like that. And the next mm-hmm. thing you know, you know, I have a son. And I thought, okay. Right. So you had you a know, son and a daughter. Yeah, 16 months later, I had a little girl. And, I, you know, my mom's like, why you wait till you're almost 40 and have all these kids? Because <laughs> 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 before that, I was traveling around, you know. Well, and you were busy. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I used to work in the travel industry, so I got to go to a lot of places. Yeah. I've been to China and South America and Europe, all kind. You know, I wanted mm-hmm. to see the world. That was one of my things. So you, you did know, all that before you decided children. to have children. You know, some people, you know, don't get a chance mm-hmm. to do those things before they have children, you know. Right. And so by the time the, the last two children came along, I was pretty much done clubbing and partying, right. running, you know. And so I was able to spend a little more time with them and, and uh, you know, improve on my parenting skills. And uh, I love right. these children. They were smart and vibrant and healthy. I, I, You know, my little girl was diagnosed when she was mm. seven with some kind of tumor. Mm. And, uh, you know... By the time we found out, her lung had collapsed, you know, wow. and, and the doctors, I had been taking her regular checkups the whole time, and mm-hmm. one morning she came and said, Mommy, I can't breathe, so we took her to the emergency mm-hmm. room, they found this tumor, and then they said, well, mm-hmm. she's got 30 days to live, and I thought, what? What? <laughs> and, and, you know, we just at that point started praying, and I had just lost my mother the year before. So mm. I was like, oh, I don't, you know, I lose my mom will hit me hard. But oh, they yeah, say these well. things come in threes. So yes, they do. my little daughter was diagnosed, and we went through the surgery, the radiation, the chemo, mm-hmm. finally the hospice. And, uh, you know, that was hard for me. And mm. I was her caregiver. I couldn't work. And people would come over, you know, trying to comfort me. And they'd say, here, right. you know, these pills, you'll feel better. Smoke that, oh. you'll feel better. Drink this, you'll feel better. Mm. By the time she died, I was a total basket case and ended up in the wow. hospital. Mm. You know, I, I mean, just the death of a child is the most horrific yeah. pain ever. Yeah, because it's, it's pretty much out of order because we're not supposed to bury our to children. Bury our children. They're supposed to bury us. Exactly. So it's so and much so out of told. order now these days, like, it's just, you know, yeah. and, and I, I can't even imagine that. Mm. That's the work of the enemy to attack mm-hmm. the family, to oh, break yeah. it down. But what I learned from watching this little girl, God let her live two more years because we prayed. I said, God, please Lord. give us more time. She lived and uh, she passed away at nine years old. But mm. I can remember, you know, she started getting better. And she right. said, well, Mommy... What's it like to die? I said, well, you just go to sleep, baby. And when you go to sleep, you'll see God when you wake up. It'll be all right. Mm. And, um, you know, but I believed God would heal her. And see, now I realize this was a test to shake my faith. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He took that little girl. And I said, you know, Lord, you could have healed her. Why didn't you heal my baby? Mm. And God took me right back to a day when me and her was in the store. And Joy was mm-hmm. the type of little girl that would always asked for things. So mm-hmm. we're in the store, and she's like, Mommy, I thought she was going to ask for cookies or something. I said, what do you <laughs> want? She said, I want to go see God. And I'm like, wow. Oh, wow. Everybody in the store turned around. I thought, oh, my goodness. I said, well, okay, honey, but not today. Wow. And I wasn't expecting that, but God took me back to that day, and then mm-hmm. he answered my question. He said, she asked to come see me. How could I say no? There you go. And I was like, There what? you go. He, he loves and, and so at that God point, loves, I couldn't even you know, say mad with God. We do. <laughs> you I can't argue with God. 
I had to pray to them. You cannot argue with God. Mm -mm, You can't. You have to learn to accept what God allows. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he allows some hard things because that's Mm -hmm. hard. And so I started going back to church and, you know, doing Mm -hmm. everything. And in 2003, I started this recovery life ministry because, see, God had gave Mm -hmm. me a vision for this ministry Mm -hmm. long before Joy ever got sick or my mom died. And Mm -hmm. matter of fact, I was in treatment, just got out of Mm -hmm. jail, and I was in the recovery house, and he gave me a vision for recovery ministry, and I wrote it down, wrote it down on Mm -hmm. a legal pad. There you go. And uh, I got out, went on back home and back to normal, and I took and folded up that paper and stuck it in a book, and, you know, I said, Lord, this is nice, but I can't do that, and went on about my way, you know, and... uh, the next thing you know, you know, uh, I lose my mother. I lose my little girl. I had got behind in my mortgage. I lost my home. I lost my car, everything I had. Mm-hmm. And I ended up in a shelter at the House of Roof. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was a, I was a real bag lady, let me tell you, just carrying bags. Wow. And I opened up one of those bags one day, and there was the book. And inside and the, the book, book was, was the there, vision. And you still had the book. I still had the vision. There wasn't nothing but God right there. And I said, okay, but God, you, you win. still had it. I said, you win. I, I get it. Yeah. You know, I started this ministry. And, <laughs> and God blessed me. And, you know, I moved because the, my daughter's father was an abusive man. Mm-hmm. He was crazy. And so I had to take my son and run in the middle of the night. Mm. We lived in a shelter for almost a year. I thank God for Catholic Charities. Those people helped me out. Mm-hmm. And I was able to get back on my feet, get a car and working and going to school and going to church. And then one morning I go in my son's room to wake him up for school and the boy is dead. Wow. And how old was okay. he? 16. 16. 16 years, 4 months and 9 days. Wow. He didn't do drugs. He was an honor roll student, mm. you know, junior usher. Everybody loved him. And I, I just said, well, God, you know, I don't understand this. What did you and try you to don't tell help me? me? <laughs> I ain't going to be able to make it. I ain't going to be able to do this, you know. And I had to, you know, God, help me. Keep me sane. Keep me sober because this is too hard. That's just too much. That's a lot. And, you know, I said, God, why? Why would you take my only son? You know what God said to me? I gave my only son. Wow. That's deep. So I had to to step back. Mm -hmm. Okay, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want Mm -hmm. me to do with this ministry? Because, see, who is going to listen to me? Mm -hmm. And God said, people like yourself. So it there took me a minute to figure out that he meant messed mm-hmm. up people. Right. And God will take you places that you never thought you would be. Mm. Because if you had told me five years ago I would be preaching and doing things mm-hmm. and on the radio and helping people, I probably would have laughed at you. Yeah, you probably wouldn't have believed it. And to be in Baltimore, it. of all places, I was up in Harsett County. And that's mm-hmm. uh, about 40 miles north of Baltimore, a beautiful place. 
had a townhouse and a car. I'm happy. God says, mm. no, go down and take the city. So wow. I'm like, what city? But, oh, you mean, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> go down and take the city. That's all he said to me. And I'm like, what city? What is he talking about? And so I went mm. to Pastor Nolan, and I told him, he said, well, what city is down from here? And I said, Baltimore. And he said, well, there you go. And I said, but I don't want to go to Baltimore. I don't know anybody no. here. <laughs> no. I said, oh, my God, that's, that's the worst place ever. <laughs> All my life, Baltimore has been a dot on the turnpike. Wow. You know, I grew up in Jersey and then okay. New York. And so I would only come this way when we was going to visit my grandma mm-hmm. in South Carolina. And then when I got out to service, I lived in D.C. for a while, but I'm thinking, Baltimore, I don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. And I came here mm-hmm. not knowing. And the very soul. place you didn't want to go is where you ended up. Yes. Didn't know a soul, but God took care of me. I have not been hungry mm-hmm. or homeless, not one day since I've been here. And I've been here for going on six years now. To God mm-hmm. be the glory. Amen. You know, for the things he has done. I met my mm-hmm. husband. Now, that that was another curveball. I was mm-hmm. not planning to get married again. <laughs> that was not in my plan. Well, hey, <laughs> you life. Know. You never know. I met my you know, husband. that's why I said never say never. Never say never. And, yeah, I learned that myself. Came, never say never, which you're never going to do. That's right. I came to Baltimore. I had a job managing recovery houses for this guy. And, mm. um, that's how I met my husband. I came home from church one day, and he was in the house, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm like, you better talk fast or I'm calling the police. Yeah, but, um, you know, it, it, the owner called me and said, you know, and he, I heard him, he said, I got a guy in there to help you for your security and stuff like that. Oh, and I'm not okay, he's, he's a security me. guard. <laughs> And I said, Oh, I need security, you know, and uh well, after, hey. you know, some time went by and he said, You know, I prayed for a wife, you know, and then I met mm. you. I said, Well, I don't mean no harm, but God didn't mention you to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he, wow. he tickled me sometimes. He says, we're going to celebrate, uh, yeah, six years in April. And okay. he tickled, you know, he said, you were so mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> I said, if you know, you, you only you knew the trouble I've been through. <laughs> I had decided I was done. <laughs> mm, no, you wasn't you done. Know, my son's father he tried to kill me. You know, girl, he was so, he was jealous and simple and and abusive. And, you know, I was so happy to be out of that. And, that Mm -hmm. you know, for a long time I would use just to escape having to deal with him. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, but after a while you have to, you know, I I just got delivered one night right Mm -hmm. in the crack house, Mm -hmm. you know. And I just, I still can't explain what happened to me was in there with everybody and everybody smoking. It's a happy time, and I just started praising God, and I can't explain today why I did that. That's the Holy Ghost. It was Ghost. not my usual gift. I just Spirit. started praising him. That's the and Holy everybody, mm-hmm. everybody put their drugs down. Mm-hmm. The dude got mad at me. We was at his mm-hmm. house, and he was like, you're going to shut up that noise in here. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and he said, oh, you've taken us to church now. And he started wow. mocking God, passing the hat, and, you know, and I just couldn't help it. I tried to be quiet, but I couldn't. Well, you know, when and it he, hits you, it hits you. You can't. Ain't nothing you can do yeah, about it. Yeah, he, he went and got ain't his gun. <laughs> really? Yeah, he went and got his gun and cocked it, and he said, now, I'm serious. You're going to shut up that noise in here. And I just kept on praising him. And I thought, well, if I got to go out, I'm going out praising. Praising God, yeah. Yes, uh, but he, the gun wouldn't go off when he pulled the trigger. Mm, he went and opened mm, the door, and he said, you get out. You don't belong here. Oh, well, wow, you didn't. Out of there. You didn't really belong in there. But God had something for you to do. Yes. And, you know, I thank God every day because That's I could have been intervention. I could have been dead. You know, yeah. and then when I think about my son, when I look at Trayvon Martin and Freddie mm-hmm. Gray and all these people, you know, when my boy died, I started looking for things to be thankful for. Oh, oh Lord, I'm thankful that they didn't kill him. Lord, I'm right. thankful the cops didn't kill him. I'm mm-hmm. thankful nobody did anything to him. He's right. still dead, but the way that he died, he was home in his bed. Mm-hmm. And I started praising God for that. You know, that brought that scripture to life to me. In everything, mm. give thanks. Yeah. You know, I know it, it was probably sense, hard at the time. Works. But, you know, I can understand what you're saying, that you're glad that he didn't die a violent death, like being murdered yeah. or die out in, yeah. the, in the street, you know. Yeah. He wasn't that type of kid. But, you know, mm. up in Hartford County, the minority population but, but is 5%. But the thing is, you don't have to be that kind of kid for it to happen to you. I know, I know. But we live in an all-white community, you okay. know. And my son started dating this little white girl. I was, I loved her dearly, Amanda. She was a real sweetheart. But mm. I was so scared for him. And right. I'm like, Just well, I, that's understandable leave. because, you know, yeah, yeah. that's understandable. <laughs> but, um. He was faithful going to church. He served as a junior usher. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, God just took him. Yeah. That's the only conclusion I could come to. God took him before he got corrupt. Mm. You know, he... he, Well, I mean, what can you do? Like, you know, I think that's the best way to go in your fleet, you know? Right. And so that's what I have to be thankful for. But right now... Tanya, it's mm-hmm. the Lord who keeps me, the grace of God that I wake up and, you know, he keeps me sane and he keeps me sober. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm going through a lot of pain, you know, rheumatoid, my knees, yeah. and well, you know. tunnel and this and that. And I'm like, Lord, if you don't <laughs> help me. <laughs> well, you know, that comes with age. I, I got yes, that too. The, 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 the definitely, definitely got the carpal tunnel at times. That bothers me. And, you know, the yes. arthritis. Stuff, but that comes with age, you know. So, yeah. but, you know, we can't really complain. Like, no, like I said, I just pray for you. Oh my God! One daughter. Mm-hmm. God reminded me of that. He said, "I left you one, mm-hmm. and I have a daughter. She has three sons." Wow. And my oldest grandson just turned sixteen in September. You know, and I got a little granddaughter. She was born mm-hmm. same year my son passed. And mm. so, you know, God has restored. One goes out, you know, come, one comes in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has it works that way. So I'm, I'm grateful for my children, for my daughter, and, 
mm-hmm. not having to grow old by myself. My and husband, grandchildren. Yeah, mm. he serves at church faithfully every Sunday. My husband is there at the door, mm-hmm. you know, on security. And so, you know, I just thank God for that. Amen. Wow. So can you tell me as far as, you know, like your addiction, what was the um, your greatest fear when you were in addiction and your addiction? And I was going to die out there in the street. Mm. And nobody would know my name. I'd just be another drug case. Mm-hmm. And another I'm like, Lord, I don't huh? want to go out like that. Right. You know, he kept me and didn't let me die in my sin. That's what I'm grateful mm-hmm. for. Because mm-hmm. I, I think you know. that probably would have been, even though for me, my only addiction was, it was the alcohol. I didn't do anything else. Mm-hmm. But a mm-hmm. lot of people who don't think that alcohol is a drug. It is, and it's legal. It's the most dangerous drug. It's socially acceptable, you know, Mm -hmm. and they make it look glamorous. But for me, it was a drug. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Alcohol is a drug. I didn't actually drink, though. That wasn't my drug of choice. See, that that was my drug of choice. And, like, Uh I never really tried maybe, like, marijuana maybe a couple times, but I didn't like it, so I was like, I'm down to nothing. You know, all that didn't make me go to sleep. You know, that yeah. really didn't, you know, and I didn't feel right. I was like, I don't like that. You know, because, you know, when you're yeah. young, you try. But I was always scared of, like, like cocaine or stuff like that, because I, I, I remember being in junior high school, and I had found out one of my best friends, because that was, like, I think, during that time, crack cocaine had just came out. Yeah. And that one of my elementary school friends had actually got, you know, died, you know, doing something, you know, because she was on the crack mm. cocaine or whatever. And that stared me away from that because that scared yeah. me to death. I was like, I will yeah. never, you know. I had a friend of mine nothing. OD on some heroin, and so mm-hmm. that scared me away from trying dope. I said, no, I right. don't want none right. of that. So, so my first husband was alcohol. Yeah. But at the time, I didn't know that it was a drug. You know, but for me, it was, you know. You know, a stimulant, it would just make me sick. I could not stand liquor. And I worked for you in a bar. I can can mix any kind of drink you can name, but I don't drink it. But you didn't want to drink it. But let me tell you, talking about being sick. Alcohol make you sick. Yes. I'm telling you, I've been through, I don't miss nothing about alcohol. The hangovers, the being sick, because if I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I started out social drinking, but as I got older, then I would, I was never really, what you would say, an everyday drinker. Mm-hmm. You know, like some people can drink every day for years. Wow. I was never like, I would date on and off. You know, then it might be a certain period of time I might drink, but I was functional, you know, yeah. working, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You know, even if I might have a couple beers after work, whatever. But mm-hmm. as I got older, I don't know what happened. Yeah, you know hot nights can come up hard and fast. And it got hit you to with a something point, and, you know, oh, after the you party was a over. relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like after the party was over, when you still want to drink after the party over. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's like, a problem. Like, you know how you go out and drink, and then you go, mm-hmm. you go home, and you got to take some home with you, and then the next day you're drinking again, and then the yeah. next day. Because I've, I've drank yeah. so, like, anywhere from, I, I would say, like, like far as going on a binge, anywhere from two mm-hmm. days to two months. Yeah, yeah. But being functional. And then you get the but, DTs, but being sick, you know. but then when I would just stop, like, I was just stopping my own a lot of times, like, boom, you know, I didn't know anything about no detoxing and stuff. I should have detoxed. Lord, I'm telling you, if I, if I drank for two months, I was sick for two months. Mm-hmm. How many other day, How many days it was that I drank? Like, say it would be nine days. I would mm. be sick for nine days. Wow. I wouldn't feel myself, and I don't miss Yeah, because your body goes through all kinds of changes. Oof. And as you get older, yeah. you can't, it, it, mm-mm. like, when you're in your 20s, like, and you drink, yeah, you, you can, you can is, drink all night and, and, mm-hmm. and go to work the next day, eat a bag mm-hmm. of chips, pop a Pepsi, you good. Yeah. Try that when you get older. It don't work. You can't work. do it. You can't do it. It don't work. Mm-mm. You know, nope. I'm tired just from a day. I work in D.C., <laughs> so I commute. And just mm-hmm. the trip to D.C. and back wears me out, mm. not to mention the work when I get there. But I'm like, look, you know, <laughs> getting up, catching the mark train and, you know, the subway and getting to there and then all that hassle coming back. It's so crazy. But I'm thankful that I have a yeah. job. That's right. You know, and, and um, you know, it also gives you something to do, you know. Yeah, and yeah. For some people, you know, you know, you know don't don't get bored. Don't let yourself get mm-hmm. me too idle. You know what I'm saying? That's a trigger, yes. That's a trigger. Mm-hmm. No, I so feel busy because now I have uh, the ministry and my clothing donations. I you have a clothing so ministry. so much going on. Yeah. <laughs> that you have and, no... Well, the clothes, I can remember losing everything I had. When I left out the treatment, when I left out of the rehab, I had nothing but the clothes on my back. Mm-hmm. That's it. Wow. And so... I started getting, you know, they started giving me donations. My son and I, when we got to Hartford County, that's all we had was what was on our back. Mm-hmm. And um, people were so good to us. God kept us, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, before that boy passed, he had so much stuff. I had, We had to give it away. I was able mm-hmm. to bless my grandson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you yeah. know, and God will restore he will oh, yeah. Sure. He'll take back everything you know. the devil stole from uh-huh. you. And then some. Yep. And, and so then some. He restored me, you know, when it comes to a home and material things and got all that stuff mm-hmm. again. So, you know, I don't start it over so many times. I just say thank you, God, for another chance. There you go. There you and go. what I learned is don't put your value on things. Things Mm-mm. come and things Mm-mm. go. You can always get more things. With the two children I lost, I can't get them back. And so I have to say like King David, they can't come back to me, but one day I'll go to them. There you go. There Mm -hmm. you go. And I have to, I pray, Lord, just give me the strength to keep it moving. See, Mm -hmm. you know, and people Mm -hmm. say, well, you know, you got to get over the, you know, the death of your children and your yet I will never forget my children. There's not a day goes by that I don't think of them. But you can't really say that because you never really get over the death of anybody that you love. No, you that's true. Cause I still miss you my only mom. get through it. You get through yes. it. 
Mm-hmm. You are able to keep it moving. See, you God can't tell nobody to that. get over something. You can't get mm-hmm. over that. You can't. You can but work can your way it through moving. it. I keep it yeah. moving. You got to keep it moving. That's what they taught me in the Marine Corps. Just keep, keep it moving. Just keep life. You know what I'm saying? But you're going to yeah. always, that's going to always be, on. you know, in your memory. Like, you can't just get over it. Mm-mm. You can't. You know, I some of my pleasant memories I have in my heart, and I think about how they used to laugh and some of the things mm-hmm. they used to say. And my son told me one time, he says, Mom, God doesn't want us to worship him by default. I said, mm-hmm. okay, Josh, give me a while to figure out what he meant. I said, oh, my God, this boy. <laughs> they had some godly wisdom, I can tell you that. <laughs> yes, he did. I explained it to them about God and the world and thing, you know, and they got it. They got it they and got went it on like away that. from here. Mm-hmm. I said, wow. wow. You know, that totally blew just, me away. They was just visiting for a little while. That's it. You know, That's it, you know. But see, he, you know, our children belong to God anyway, so do we. So, you know. <laughs> he just loans them to us. So, yeah. You know. And then it's just and up to us to, to the teach them about we, God, you know. Yes, the Lord gives and the Lord God takes away. Take that's away. the name of the Lord. That's the way. I, that's where I'm at today. You there know, you and I keep it moving. And uh, you know, there's that old song: "If I can help somebody as I pass along, mm-hmm. then my living won't be in vain." And vain. see, that's all oh, Lord, the Jesus. love of God for us. That's all He wants us mm-hmm. to do. Because at the end of the day, the only thing that's going to matter: Did we believe in God? Did we believe in Jesus? Did we love God and how we treated mm-hmm. others? Those are the only two things that's going to matter to God. Your degrees, yep. your house, your car, none of that stuff is going your to matter. Your social status has nothing to do with it. None but your personal relationship matter. with Jesus that's is right. he will the, say, the I most don't know important you. thing. Like, do you mm-hmm. really know him? You know, exactly. do you really have a personal relationship with them? Some people pretend to. They go to church, but see, going to church is not knowing God. Anybody, anybody can walk, go, go to church. The devil goes to anybody church. Anybody can walk in the building. Mm-hmm. You know what you I'm know, saying? But it got to be in your heart. Him. You have to have you a know. personal relationship because some people in the church, yes. they, the way they act, you, they don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you really know who he is? Do you, you know, they have a personal relationship? Some people uh, don't. Mm-mm. The church no. is the bride of Christ, but it's mm-hmm. also a hospital for sin-sick souls. Mm-hmm. It says, come as you are. That doesn't mean That's the right. way you're dressed. That means your condition. You come as mm-hmm. you are because God is going right. to change you. He's going to clean you up. And mm-hmm. our job is to catch the fish. Fish is a men, and it's his job to clean the fish. To clean and them up, right. Me today, so many church outreaches and ministries, um, they have seminars and workshops about going fishing. They have meetings about going fishing. But nobody goes fishing. You come into church and you ain't dressed right, or maybe you might smell a little foul, they will escort you out. That's so wrong. If that's you're not, not disrupting no, that's, that's the process, being let them come in and sit down. That's being judgmental. Mm-hmm. And let them sit but up the front, But that's how a too. lot of people are in these churches today. You know how they have today. them sit in the back or something? Yes. Put yes. them up the front. Put them up the front. As long as Don't they're not Don't tell them to go in the back. They'll tell oh, no, you can't come. You know, you got to stay back here. No. Bring them mm-hmm. up the front. 
as long as they're not disruptive. That's right. No, you that's know. a different story if they're being disruptive. Yeah. You know, but as long they're as coming they in, just want to come in and sit quietly. And just sit quietly, you know. You know I can see if they're being disruptive they or really being overly, you know, because they might act a little mm-hmm. disruptive, but as long as they, you know, mm-hmm. you can come over to them and say, you know, you got to keep it calm, and if they don't listen, right. then that's a different story. Right. But if they you just know. come in and, no, they don't uh, look like you. You know, the young people now, I'm because, meeting people that don't mm-hmm. do church. They don't know church. you got millennials right. out there. There's a whole generation that doesn't oh, yeah. know God. They know mm-hmm. about church, and they don't want that option because of the way the people act. Because they're and judgmental. So don't get in here Sometimes. and act like I you're can't see totally everybody. now. Everybody's yeah. not judgmental, but it's, it's a lot of people that are. And oh, that yeah. turns people away from church. It does. It turns people away. And that's I mean, not I've seen good. people come up to me. Sister came up to me. She said, Well, I've never mm. done drugs. I've never really? been to jail. And really? I've never. I said, Well, you did something because the words say we all sinners. I'm sure to do. No, she didn't. Okay. So maybe you didn't use drugs to go to jail. You probably had somebody's husband, but you did something. You know, and I, I say, please don't like, come to me. Don't come to me with that ooh. kind of stuff. You know. Oh, my goodness. People <laughs> are something I'm else. I'm like it is. You know, don't no, that's sit right. there and act like that's you right. did don't, anything. Don't let, can't, and you can't just let people just say anything they wanted to you either. Yes, you know, you know and I don't, told us, so don't come to me with that because you did something. The word said we all sin. Mm-hmm. So, ain't that yeah. something? Something just, just walk up on you and say something like that? Oh yeah, I had one lady that's come enough say, to turn somebody that don't really know him that good yet right. away. Right. I had somebody but because you had that personal relationship, you didn't let that phase you, but you ain't gonna let nobody talk to you that way either. No, because I know what God done for me. And they mm-hmm. say, well, why do you get up there and share that? Why do you tell people this? Excuse you know, I said, me to help somebody else. Somebody. My story because might believe help me, it's a lot else. of people in church that secretly yes. going through a, so much stuff. They're going through never a believe. whole lot of They're going through things, and they don't, mm-hmm. they're ashamed. They don't want, right. you know, people to know. Right. And that was one of my purposes for starting the group. You know, that's why I started having the meetings because I said, mm-hmm. this is a platform where you can share your story. There you go. And a lot of my meetings, girl, I got put out of a meeting one night because I talked about what? God. And Are I got up me? and I said, you know, I'm Rebecca and I'm delivered. You can't say that. Well, yes, why? I can actually because I have I'll been be like, delivered. I'll be like, I can say whatever I want to say. Like, why? Okay. Charlie told me because not to come back. Because if you're telling the truth, you're telling the truth. <laughs> they told me not to come back. So I started mm. my own group. I said, you know what? I've been put out of better That's places. Right. I ain't worried maybe, about y'all. Maybe it was a reason why that happened because he wanted you to do your own thing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like they say, right, yeah, dust off your feet and keep it moving. A lot of these little meetings because uh, what I find you have a lot of little dealers coming from drug court. Mm. Now, when they come, they're not really serious about reforming. So when mm. they come in the rooms, they see customers. They're not coming for help. They're coming because the court sent them. But you they know what? You're probably telling the truth see, about that. <laughs> yeah, and, and they come in, they see customers. I'm laughing, and but it's the truth. Over again. 
And so it turns into a circus. I'm like, what is this? You know, somebody's over in the corner making a little transaction, you know, outside in the cut. You got a little Mm -hmm. slipping and sliding going on. And I'm like, you know, this shouldn't be. Mm-mm. This should not be. Mm-mm. And now some of the things that I've seen going on, so that's why I started my meetings because they're Christ-centered, scripture-based. Mm-hmm. We don't get up and tell war stories about how much drugs we did. We just talk mm-hmm. about how God saved us. How God saved us. How God right. deliver us. You know. And how you but, make it through some of these mm-hmm. trials of everyday mm-hmm. living. Because you some know, people God need to hear that. Like, you know, yes. you know you're being transparent. Might help to save somebody else's life. That's right. You know what I'm saying? What do you do when your kid dies? Or what do you do when you're dealing with a crazy man? You know, this man beat me one time. He kept me hostage in the house in the apartment for two days. Mm -hmm. I couldn't use the phone. I couldn't use the computer. He would untie Mm. me or untake me so I could go to the bathroom. It was horrible. Nobody knows the abuse I suffered. Girl, I was ready to kill him. Mm. I tried to think of ways that I could kill him and get away with it. And it's right. a horrible thing to have murder in your heart. Right, right. That's, That's to try thing. to get, try to, you know, plan your escape. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, you know but I found out, you know, he had been a, inappropriate with my oldest daughter, you know, not his mm. child. You right, know, and right. so then when my little girl died, you know, my other daughter, she said, Mommy, he hurt your daughter and God took his. And I was like, wow. 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 You know, and I mean, it hurt that girl. She's a young woman mm-hmm. now. I'm so proud mm-hmm. of her. She's done really well with the four kids, but she was raised in church, so she knows. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. winter before last, my four grandchildren, all of them got baptized and they came to church. They moved out in the county now, so I don't get to see them every Sunday, but they go to church. Okay. And I'm just so That's proud great. of them. I prayed for that, yeah. Mm. Mm. But you have uh, people out there that won't go to church, and so we need because programs of, yeah. like this. We need Definitely. broadcasts like this. Mm-hmm. We need to reach them in mediums where they go. So right, social exactly. media for that purpose is a wonderful thing. Because yes, it is. People, it's all about how you use it. Some people say that social media, you know, is negative and it's, you know, this and that. But it's all about how you use it. Right. God can use anything. And God it's all can about use how you use it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have you know, to be a negative experience. I had Unless you make it a negative ministry. experience. Over mm-hmm. 20 years ago, Tanya, I wrote this vision down. Mm-hmm. And I said, God, why did it take so long for me to get this? You know, and God said, because the people weren't ready. There and he go. said, and the technology wasn't there. It wasn't there he said, yet. But now is the time. There you go. And so I've been rolling with, you know, but this see, It seemed like a long time to you. Yeah. But that's only like a millisecond God's to timing is excellent. And so I don't know where God's taking me with this, but um, I'm here for the ride. Try to help somebody go. along the way. There you and go. And just know that you are valuable. You're valuable to God. Amen. Amen. He died for us. You don't die for something you don't value. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You know, 
So we're valuable mm-hmm. to God. We're all and valuable. Let's see, that's what people need to know. Because yeah, some people don't feel as though they're, they're loved. Some people don't want, you know, are ashamed to ask for help. Right. They're afraid. Right. You know, they mm-hmm. don't trust anybody. You know, they have trust issues. Right. You have a lot of issues going on. You have mental health issues that's going on with people. Oh, yes, yes. Because but right you know here. what I say? I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, they mm-hmm. told me, the psychiatrist told me, uh, well, you know, you're depressed. You know, mm-hmm. you suffer in major depression. I said, tell mm-hmm. me something I don't know. You'd be depressed really? too if your child died. Well, it does. You tell me yeah. I'm depressed. I already know that. Because, because I, I believe <laughs> that, you know, I, I talk about mental health issues on, you know, the recovery corner. And I believe that sometimes mental health issues play a large role in addiction. Oh, yes. A lot of times people yes. have a mental health issue and they don't know how to go about seeking help. So no, what they, they do don't. is they self-medicate. Exactly. I, I did. I medicated because I didn't want to grieve. But you mm-hmm. have to go through the process. Mm-hmm. You know, when my little girl first died, I wouldn't grieve. Right. Mm-mm, I didn't want to go through that, and I would medicate every day. But, you know, yeah. when I came down, she was still dead. The dead so, it it doesn't know. change anything. It actually makes it worse. Exactly. It's like exactly. making it worse. Like, no matter what you do, it's not right. going to change Right, that's not going to change, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you have to and let until you learn that, that's going to always be there. God can't, God can't use you. Mm-hmm. When you're in, in your addiction, no, we can't. And if he brings you, know, you out of that, hurting. and I'm sure you've been in situations where you could have gotten killed or anything. Oh, God, you yes. know what I'm saying? If God brings you mm-hmm. through all of that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I got to praise He did him. it for a purpose. Mm-hmm. You His see what purpose. I'm saying? He he pulled you out of that for a reason. My assignment is to tell them he loves them. There you go. God loves you. You know, he wants you to know that. He wants to get to know you up close mm-hmm. and personal so you can talk to God about anything. Mm-hmm. And I found that out. I learned yeah. how not to be afraid of death watching my little girl. Mm-hmm. Watching that, yeah. She took it like a champ, you know. Wow. And I said, well, when my time comes, I just want to go to sleep, you know. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, my boy, like I said, he came home, went to bed, just never woke up. Yeah. So wow. I just said, well, it's just transition. And mm-hmm. once you realize, transition. you know, it's transition. And so the fear is gone now. I don't have the mm-hmm. fear that I used to have of death right. and dying, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm sure your fear so, must, probably was really great, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. You know, but now, you you know, you're free from that fear. Yes, that's you know, the biggest fear you from us so many things, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And, well, so I just try to treat people right. I try to help people mm-hmm. and, and spread the love of God because He loves people. He loves us, and if we could just stop fighting about race and all this crazy mess, mm. you know, stupid it's just stuff. A bunch of crazy you know, the Bible says, "Take no thought for your life. Don't worry about what you're going to eat and what you're mm-hmm. going to wear." Trust God. He wants trust us to God trust always. him. You know. Amen. And he's brought me out. He's brought me through. And I'm just grateful. I'm Amen. so grateful today. So but, uh, what we're going to do know. is we're going to 
go to a quick commercial and we'll be back and we're going to talk okay. about your recovery um blog talk radio show Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds good. We'll be right back. So, right in the building, House of Stone by Coco. I'm going to show you. She going to show you. We going to show you how we do this, huh? What? Yo, this bling be the illest. Coco House of Stone got a feeling. Step up in the room. Royal like a queen. Rockin' House of Stone, girl, you know you reign supreme. Red carpet jewels, finest of quality. Necklace so reckless. I know you've seen the rosary designer for celebrity. Pieces on the runway. Tracy Lynn was so back when you gotta grow up someday. Big girl accessories, always on fleek. Not the average, but the best chick. The ones who like to be unique. We don't follow the crowd. We set the trends. Other fashions bow down. House of Stone will never be. My bad, with this commercial interrupt, I'm just trying to be your friend, help you step your game up. When you put on House of Stone, get ready for your close-up. Trendsetters, go get his lady, didn't know. House of Stone stands alone, I just thought I'd let you know. I think I said too much, you need to catch your breath, nobody does it better. Yo, House of Stone is the best, this is the soul writer. And I'm here with my girl Coco, House of Stone by Coco, that is. She's got the flyest bling on the planet, yo, she kicking down doors. In magazines, on the runway, celebrity jewelry designer. And I'm trying to put you down with games. On Facebook, House of Stone by Coco. Instagram, House of Stone by Coco. Twitter, House of Stone by Coco. Yo, it's real easy. And if you're really trying to holler at my girl, then holler at your girl, the soul writer. And I'll put you in direct contact with none other than the lady herself. Now. When you step outside, your fashion needs to be standing on a firm foundation, and it gets no firmer than the house that Coco built. Yo, check it. I'ma show you, huh? She gonna show you what? We gonna show you how we do this, huh? What? House of Stone by Coco. It doesn't get any better than the best. <laughs> Welcome back to the Recovery Corner. I am your host. Author is Tanya Wilson, and I'm here with my guest, minister and recovery coach, Rebecca Mays Desimo. Now, Rebecca, can you tell me a little bit about your blog talk radio show, The Recovery Radio? Recovery Mm -hmm. Radio, yes. We are on blog talk every Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock. It's a 30-minute live broadcast. Um. Starting next week, I will have a co-host, uh, Mr. Okay. Will Simmons. He also runs a recovery ministry, but he was my co-host on WOLB, so he'll be joining me again next week. And okay. we will feature different guests. Listeners can call in at 646-716-7958, or they can listen online. We are sponsored by the Chosen Ones Church. Okay, is that the name of the blog talk radio show, Chosen Ones? Yes, uh-huh. yes. Chosen Ones, what is it again? The Chosen Ones Church. Okay, the Chosen Ones Church blog talk uh-huh. radio show, okay? Right. And the number and is 646-716-7958. Okay, 7958. Okay, we got that. Right. So that's recovery. Radio Chosen, chosen radio, The Chosen yes. Ones Church Recovery Radio. Right. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Great, great. 
So yeah, um, I was just so grateful. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a prayer line. I can't okay. digital, I call that digital deliverance, and mm-hmm. that's every Friday at twelve noon. You can call in for prayer. Okay. And, is that, that um, the same number? No, that number is uh, okay. three one eight. Mhm. Well, I'm sorry. What is it? I gotta look it up. Oh, three eight six five one three zero 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 zero, and then they'll dial in the access code six one nine one eight eight. Six one nine one eight eight pound. Okay. Six one nine eight eight pound. Six one nine one eight eight pound. Okay. And uh, then we, you know, we have prayer every Friday at 12 noon. We pray for those that are still sick and suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody that's got a special prayer request or need, we invite them to call in and join us. It's okay. never long, about 10, 15 minutes. Okay. And I call I'll that put that on the event page and also the uh, about the chosen, the chosen ones, the chosen ones church blog talk radio show. And I'll make sure I put, you know, that up on the event page. Now, I had a question about the Drug Dealers Anonymous support group. What is that about? Well, that's something I'm thinking of for future. Like mm-hmm. I said, from my experience of going to a lot of these rooms and seeing all the pe- the dealers that are sent there from drug court, you know, that's an mm. alternative. They get in drug right. court or they go to jail. But like I said, when they come in, they see customers. Mm. And so I really think they need a separate platform away right, from, right. because a lot of them aren't addicts themselves, right, right, but they're right. addicted to the fast money and the lifestyle. The, yeah, they're just addicted to the lifestyle. And there's and a lot of people, I don't know if there's a lot of people, but uh, some, some some of them do want to get out of that lifestyle. Yes, they do. And, and it's not I as easy to get out of it as it is to get into it. Exactly. But you I know? thought this could be a separate platform for them where they could come without fear of retaliation or incrimination from the law, but they can share. And then, you know, I'm thinking if I could get some brothers that used to be in this life that have Mm -hmm. made it and and made a positive change. And made a positive change. There you go. Yeah, and I have a brother that's like that. That's a great idea. His name is Apostle uh, Richard White. And that's one of the things he does. He mentors young dealers because he was a drug kingpin. Oh, wow. And so he has, yeah, he? he's going to be it's one nobody, of my guests. Nobody week better after to, talk, next. to do it because he's been, if yeah. you can't really teach somebody or counsel someone really, like, unless you experienced it, it's like more, exactly. it's better exactly, if you going through it yourself. It Not doesn't exist that people that yet. do it, that they, you know, all counsel, drug counselors, haven't been on drugs, but That's I think right. people and they that, that have, they they, they have went through it have more empathy. They have more empathy. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't so know they about know the craving and and mm-hmm. the night. You know the the little changes you go through and the stuff right. you got to put up with. If they haven't experienced that, they don't know. And how can right. they tell you? You know, like I told a psychiatrist, I you know I was uh, being a veteran. I was able to do my rehab at the VA hospital. But, you know, they wanted to put me on a lot of meds. And I said, you don't have a pill that can help me. I have Mm -hmm. a broken heart. 
You have right. nothing, nothing to fix yeah, that. So only you thing can fix, fix that is God and you know what you do with your time. Yeah. That's it. You know, I, I said you really need help you know, me. Time doesn't heal all wounds. It's what you do no, with it your doesn't. time. It just it's what makes you do it with your time that does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but it does not heal. So I just give all praises to God. All the mm-hmm. praise, all the honor and glory goes to God. And I'm so thankful for what he done for me. But I know if he did it for me, he can do it for you. He can do it for That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. And people need to, you know, know that, you know, they're not. Some people feel so alone. Yes. You know, and you got to let people you know, know look, I, what you're going through right now, them. I've already been through that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They, they, You know, some people don't have role models or somebody that they right. can go to and talk to. Everybody doesn't have that. Because some That's people out there have, you know, their family has this own them. They can't go to nobody mm-hmm. to talk. You know, they they can't, you know, you, you have to have something. And, and when you're, I, I believe, this is just my belief, you know, maybe not just mine, but when you're in recovery, you need to get out there and help other people. Oh yeah, you have to. Because that's like, the way you what good it, is it? What, what good is it doing you to be in recovery if you're not doing nothing with it? Exactly. You keep it by giving it away. That's how you. That's keep right. It. That's yeah. how you do keep it right. By you helping, some, helping somebody else, like pull somebody else up and save somebody else's life. You know, you know, and you can be in recovery for years that. and not doing anything. That's not effective. Mm-hmm. You know what but I'm saying? But I do believe this now. Recovery is a process, but I also yeah. believe don't spend your life in recovery. Recover your life. That's right. It's a lifestyle okay, change. So and recovery is go going, you're going to be in recovery all your life. Right, right, because it you is know a process. You know what I'm saying? It's going to, just going to be different stages. You know, you're just going to be, exactly. you know, you're going to always be in recovery. It's not like a destination. You're recovering from a lot of things. Some mm-hmm. people from a divorce, a loss of a home, a loss mm-hmm. of a job, you know, loss of a loved one is standard. You can't do anything about that. But look at people that survive earthquakes and tsunamis mm-hmm. and floods and mm-hmm. all these types of tornadoes and things, you know, so there's always going to be something. Mm-hmm. The Lord always. said in this world, always. you will have trials and tribulations, but he's mm-hmm. here to bring us through it all. Right. Because some people, you know, they, they, they have this idea that, okay, once you're in recovery, everything is going to be roses. No. Mm-mm. No. You face life face on life terms. Take rose-colored glasses and set them on down because mm-hmm. guess what? Life going to show up. That's right. It'll but you got to have the tools and you, you got to have ready. their spiritual foundation. No. That's one What's of the, the major. I got this back. I thank God. My mother always told me, when you stay close to God, he won't let death slip up on you. Mm-hmm. And so two weeks before my boy died, I saw his death. I saw him in the casket dressed exactly the way I dressed him. Wow. And I, But I See? took it then that the devil was messing with my mind. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, the devil's messing with me. Because he said, what are you going to do if he takes your son? Mm-hmm. And I thought, Wow, you know, and and I and I 
remember in this dream, I have this pain in my heart, this pain. I couldn't mm-hmm. describe it. It hurt so bad, but I figured out later I had died, and, and I was in a place. I saw my mother. She smiled. She said, I'm so proud of you. My little mm-hmm. girl ran to me, and she hugged me. She was so beautiful. And then mm-hmm. I heard the voice of the Lord. I didn't see him, but I heard him, and he said, uh-huh. you have to go back. Oh, wow. And he said, go down and take the city. Yeah, go down and take, that's when he told me that, go down and take the city. And two weeks later, my boy was gone. That was the pain Mm -hmm. God was showing me. And I realized later on that was God being merciful to me. Mm -hmm. He didn't let his death slip up on me. Slip up on you. I didn't know he was going to die 17 days later after the dream. Right, He showed me. But he showed, he showed you. me what was he showed coming. You. He showed you signs, and he let you see, you know, that, you know, mm-hmm. when, you know, he'll be he'll be there waiting for you. You know, and your so daughter, I was like, your, your mom, and, uh, you know, I all the loved that ones now. that you lost, and that takes I the fear yeah, away. He was, he was showing me what was coming down the pipe, and I was wow. like, and That's I said, awesome. you know, yeah. I, I realized after the fact, I was like, Lord, you was, thank you for being merciful mm-hmm. to me. I realized that wow. later. And so, but I said, I don't care what, I'm going to trust God no matter what. That's right. I remember saying yes, that. What else, what, what else can body. you do? God, I'm going to trust you no matter what. But if you don't help me, I ain't going to be able to make it. There you go. That's why, you know, you, know, you have to have, when you're in recovery, Having a, a a strong support system, yes, it's key. Is key. Mm-hmm. And even more so, having a spiritual foundation. Yes. Well, because if I you had don't my have church. the support, if you don't have that mm-hmm. spiritual foundation, you know, that's not good. I had my church family, and there I was you go. So so you, have, you had a strong support yeah. system. I was so grateful for them, you know, not like when my little girl died. I had to fight with her dad to even have a service. Mm. And he said, oh, I don't want to have her funeral at that church. You and your mama, all y'all do is talk about me. He wouldn't let me have her funeral at the church. We had it at the funeral home. I was so upset. Mm. But he was paying for it. That was just something that, you know. Tick you he, off, oh girl, he was make you act out of character and stuff. Mhm. And he, and he, you know, but the person that pays for it has to say. That's right. So, mhm. And it was just awful. And I thought, you know, I'm gonna do what I say because I got custody. And I'm like, you have custody mm-hmm. of a dead little girl, you know. And 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 it was so crazy. Girl, we got Lord. the fighting in the hospital. He brought this woman there. He was seeing, and she's oh, up there talking goodness. about. I don't know why y'all arguing. Why don't you just donate her body to medicine? Oh, girl, you know I lost what? it. Really, though? Oh, I lost it. I went off on that lady. They put me out the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> they would have had to put me out, too. Because I would have been like, really, though? <laughs> I'm saved, but I ain't that saved. Like, now, oh, what you talking on, about? Hey, I'll, I'll give them a body <laughs> to, to donate yours. You know. How you going to talk about my child? Okay, like, you, know, you don't even know nothing about my child. Like, really? <laughs> oh, they would have yeah, definitely oh, yeah, had to carry yeah. me out. 
They would have been like, security, get her, please. They were with me, and they they got on him. They said, why you bring her here? And they said, oh, girl, it was so crazy. We got put out the hospital. And I just said, Lord, have mercy. I had one time had so much drama in my life. It's by the grace mm-hmm. of God I'm still in the right mind. Oh, well, I'm you know. Crazy Won't people. God do it? Won't he do yes, it? he will. Mm-hmm. Yes, he will. Yeah. But, you know, you can't oh, be messing, God. talking about nobody's child. You get put out of hospitals and everywhere. Because I would have, Especially <laughs> you don't know. I- me. I'm not a violent person, but I love right. it. I, I'm I not either. I'm off. not either. But when it comes to my children, mm-hmm. I can't tell you. I, I I just can't say. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I know. went. I went. To, I just lost <laughs> it. And I know. I yeah. remember the security escorting us out the hospital. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. But you stood your ground. You did. You, well, oh yeah, yeah. When it comes to your children, we are. You don't mess with a mother and her child, or not, don't please don't mess with people's children. Mhm. But you know this that's lady died. That's not for everybody. That's just some of us. Don't, yeah. don't mess with our kids. That's, I'm one of them people. Do she not mess with my children. Died in 2002, and mm. they donated her body to medicine. Mm. See, you got to be careful how you treat God's people. There you go. You no. Know, oh, the you, same oh, thing she spoke out of her mouth. Yeah. Most, Happened to her. She didn't believe in God anyway. They didn't go to church, Mm -hmm. you know. Well, you know, and it happened to her. What you wishing on somebody else happens to you. You can't mess. You cannot Mm -mm. mess with God's anointed. You cannot do that. No, no. And my little girl loved the Lord. She did. Mm -hmm. That's what she would talk about and, you know, said she wanted to go see him. And so, you know, uh, it was just one of those things, and but you know God will deal with your enemies. He will take oh, yeah. them away. Oh, trust all these me. Yeah, people you don't have that to do, do things to hurt me, you know, they're you don't all have to do gone. anything to them. You ain't got to do nothing. They're all to them. gone. Yeah. You ain't got to do they're nothing. All gone. You know what I'm saying? And I'm saying, look at God. Mhm. That's why mm-hmm. you pray for your enemies. That's right. And I started, you know, after I got over being so angry, I just started praying for her. That's what you got to do. That's mm-hmm. what you I gotta do. That's and, what you, you gotta know, do. I went through so much with her and my my kid's father because you know the little money I was getting, they tried to take that. And mm. um, I never stopped him from seeing the children, and so he came and got them one weekend. Supposed to be going out to eat, took them back mm-hmm. to Virginia, and went and told the judge I abandoned them and got custody oh, of the other children goodness. so he could get the money. And I said, you know, that's why I wanted to kill him. This man was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but see, but then if you would have did that, then you'd be sitting up in prison somewhere. Right, right. So, you know, uh, you know but uh, one year after our boy died, he died of a heart attack. Wow. Really? He sure did. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. He died that next year. He And uh, I just think he grieved himself to death. Mm-hmm. Because he wasn't, in the beginning, he wasn't a terrible guy. But, you know, right. drugs. And his drug right. of choice well, was you know, heroin. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he was going that dope hard. Yeah. So, mm. I think that's what so, happened to him. He just, uh, you know, had a heart yeah. attack. Yeah, because after, you know, so many years of doing drugs, it, it messes with your heart. Yeah, especially you opiates. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it messes with your heart, you know. You know. And, and nobody yeah. wants to be in pain. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And so that's a big thing right now, you know, painkillers. Oh, yeah. That's an addiction that's rampant, you know, so mm-hmm. many people. Yeah, a lot of people are, you know, getting addicted to, like, painkillers, you know, mm-hmm. prescription drugs, you know. Yes. So, yeah. And so yeah, the pharmaceutical, but it's the spirit of pharmakia. That's in the Greek. Pharmakia mm-hmm. means pharmacy, medication, right. drugs. And that spirit mm-hmm. is wrapped around like a snake that's coiled around this country. Mm-hmm. And you got to cut the head off that serpent, you see, because addiction is a spiritual disease. Mm-hmm. Oh, what yeah. I tell people, Definitely. you see, now you can go and you can go to therapy and you can go to treatment. And you, mm-hmm. if you have to take meds, okay, you can take some medication. But the thing is, you address the body, you address the emotions and the mind, but mm-hmm. you don't address the spirit. If you don't address the spirit, you cannot be made whole. Mm-mm. You just can't. Definitely and you can't no. hold on to your sobriety. Your spirit has to be fed because we are three-part beings. We're body, oh, yeah. mind, and spirit. That's right. So you know That's you have the, the image of God. recovery of all you know your mind your mm-hmm. your body and spirit and your spirit you the have whole, to address that you know yeah. so when I see people and uh, you know they want their recovery but they don't want God and I just say well you ain't gonna keep oh, it then boy, well, you then. might be <laughs> abstinent you might not yeah, drink or smoke or do what you did but if you haven't changed your heart that you're still behavior. Exactly. Some people still have the addictive behavior. You're still lying. You're still cheating. Still you're still doing unscrupulous things, scheming yeah. and manipulating. Mm-hmm. You know that's not help. That's not wholeness. Mm-mm. Because you must Mm-mm. renew your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind through the watering of the Word of God, and that's how it has to be done. Mm-hmm. There's no shortcuts. There's no quick way. Mm-mm. God has to do it. And the best way to do it, (laughs) get in that word, get in that word. Mm -hmm. You know, I started reading the Bible, I mean, like really reading it when I went to jail. I Mm. did 13 months on a five-year bit, Mm. and I read that Bible, but I read it like for the first time. I mean, it became alive to me. Right, right. And so I begin to pray and ask God, give me understanding, Lord. Give me wisdom. Because he says in the book of James, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask it of God who gives liberally. And I ask God, give me wisdom, give me understanding, open my eyes, because I can't listen to what all these preachers are saying. Some mm-hmm. saying this and some saying that. I want to know for yeah. myself, Lord. That's and when right. you get That's it for you yourself. Getting mm-hmm. a personal understanding. Right. And like a personal relationship mm-hmm. with them. Because you can't listen to what everybody says. Because everybody you has can. their different interpretations of, you know, this and that. And they can take certain things and twist it around and, and make it. it fit what they want right. it, the, the way they want it to be. People twist the word to suit their lifestyle. Before you read your Bible, you got to ask God, please give me mm-hmm. the understanding. Right. You can't just go willy-nilly reading the Bible. No, you can't because you if you don't have the proper understanding, you interpret it and then you want to change it to suit your lifestyle. To suit your life. And you and cannot make it, do that. Make it look like like make certain things right. 
You that know, ain't right. certain people say, "Oh, I was born this way." No, you weren't. You were your people, mind was perverted. People could take your a one perverted. verse out of the Bible and make mm-hmm. a whole religious code out of it. Exactly. Just off That's of why one you have verse. to know the word for yourself. I went to school. I did a year of Bible college, you know, and right mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of the second year, my boy passed away. So I couldn't do school anymore. I made good grades, though, the whole time, you know, the, the dean's list, everything. But I mm-hmm. just couldn't do it after that. I said, Lord, I'm weary. I'm tired of school. And God said, I didn't tell you to go to school. I told you to tell them that, that I love them. That you wanted road. to do, though. That was something yeah. you wanted to do, that you wanted to do for well, yourself. Well, it does say study to show yourself approved, so yeah, I want to know what true. I'm talking about. So you want to know what you're talking about, that's true. Mm-hmm. But, but see, uh, God thinks ahead of time. He don't think the way, we you think. know, he don't mm-hmm. think the way we think. He's looking, you know. You know, and I grew up with this word in me, and I'm just coming to understand when I see things come to fruition in my life and things manifest, God has manifested Himself to me, His presence, you know. And I can, I won't forget one time I was praying and I was begging God. I was like, God, please, I'm begging you. And you know what He told me? He said, You don't have to beg. Just beg, praise you don't me. Beg. That's right. Just praise me. That's what He told me. Mm-hmm. Just praise yeah. me. And I was True. like, What? Oh, I started, I got up, I started praising him, you know, and I'm telling you, it's it's such a difference. It's it's such a wonderful thing. He knows what you need uh, before you even he ask. He already knows because he already him, knows what's going to happen. It just comes. Before, it just comes when you, you praise know. him. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, and I used to, you know, every time I would pray, I would say, you know, God, this is Rebecca. You know, and one day he oh, said, I know, like, you don't know your name. <laughs> That's what he said. He said, I know your name. I'm I like, what? You are. <laughs> I made you. <laughs> you said, this is Rebecca Hart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would announce myself, Lord, this is Rebecca. And he said, I know your name. I'm like, he wow. Was like, well, God has a sense of humor. Because if does. he didn't, we wouldn't. If he didn't How have a sense that? of humor, we wouldn't either. You know, and I know he probably got a chuckle out of that. But he's I like, know I know he your did. name. He probably did. did she just tell me who she was? Like her name? Like, I don't know her. You know. Oh, it is. but see, that's a good thing. God knows my he name. He know all the hair. Okay. He can count all the hairs yeah. on your head. When I when I when I stand before God, He ain't gonna say I don't know you. Okay, Uh-oh. so that's the confidence okay. I have. You know, He knows my there name now. He'll know it then. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You don't know I just said, I just praise you for that. This is Rebecca. Another time I apologized and said, God, I'm sorry for taking so long and running away from you and this and that and the other. And, you know, he answered me again. He said, you've always been mine. And I was like, wow. Oh, you can run, but you can't hide. Okay, and but I got baptized when I was five. I'd never forget that. But you can't. You can run, but you can't hide. Yeah, and uh, and I, from a little girl, I've loved the Lord, me and He too. reminded me of that. He reminded mm. me how I used to sing to Him when I was six mm. years old. He took me right Lord. back to the spot and on the know, back steps of the house we lived in, over the train tracks, and I used to sit there and sing to the Lord when I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. 
and he see, took me and, and, and all see, once the you, way. Once you, if that's yeah. instilled in you, you never depart from that. No, you don't. You never depart and from I'm, that. He, that's, that's why I say when your children are young, let them know who you God know. is. You know, you yes. have to tell your children about, you know, those special right. things. Yeah. You know, you have exactly. to because, like, they won't never forget that. That's right. They won't forget and it. I never forgot it. My mother drilled that in me. She drilled <laughs> yeah, that in my drilled. head. And she but told me before she me. died. Mm-hmm. He said, I'll be dead and gone. you still be back here acting a fool. I'm going to leave you in the hands <laughs> of the Lord. <laughs> that was mama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you know, I so remember right. my aunt used to take me to church and stuff, you know, because at the time my mom, you know, wasn't in the church at the time. So my aunt would always take us to church. And, like, mm-hmm. my first time ever even going to church, I was about, I would say, four or five, and I didn't even know what church was. This was, mm. she said, the first time she took me in church, she said, when I got in there, she said, I acted like I know, knew what to do already. She said, I, she oh, said okay. I, when we walked into the, to the, uh, called the sanctuary of the church, she said, I went straight to the altar and got on my knees. Now, mind mm, you, okay. I had never been in a church before. Mm-hmm. That was the spirit. I believe her, but see, I don't remember it. I don't remember doing that. But she told me mm-hmm. I believe every what she said. You know. Oh yeah, that means you're a spirit. You know, from a little child. You know. She said. You're in she said, I walked, she said I let go of her hand, and she said I walked straight to the altar, and then uh-huh. got on my knees and started praying. So you knew what to do. Mm-hmm. Now, how would I know what to do? Those ain't nothing but God. God is so good, and he's been Mm -hmm. so good to me, and I have to praise him. And I tell people, I said, you know, I have to praise him. I go to church, I'm loud, and I used to think Mm -hmm. back when my mom used to get up and shout and praise, Mm -hmm. and I'd be back there, I'm like, oh, God, I wish she'd sit down. She's embarrassing (laughs) me. But you can't do nothing (laughs) about it because, see, see, that's that's thing. The Holy Spirit can hit you anywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I was a you kid know, then, you know. I never but I understand was like really now. With it, but for me, when the spirit would hit me, I, I was to start crying. Yeah, they hit everybody in different ways. That's true. Every you know, because a lot of people that and, run and jump and dance and shout are so full of the devil. That's them demons <laughs> getting restless. They gotta move. <laughs> I can see that in some people. But that you is know, not the spirit I, I, of God. I, I, I've, I've never been one to jump and do all that. Stuff. I've done it in a house. Mhm. I've done it in a house, but yeah. I don't know when I'm in church. Sometimes, like, like, like the tears just yeah. I just stop, start crying, and they feel like I can't stop. Mhm. You know what I'm saying? But, but afterwards, I feel so like like my soul been washed clean. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, and it can hit, hit you anytime. Spirit. I could be sometimes I'm I'll be on a bus and I just get so full Me too. up that I yep. just the tears just start coming down and people and you know yeah, they looking I at you music. like, Hey, what's wrong with her? She's just crying. What's wrong? Mm-hmm. You know how people look at you. I don't care. People don't understand. And then sometimes people do. I met a lady yeah, one time. People do. You know what you write? Right. Sometimes praying. people do. And she came up beside me, and she started praying, too. 
And mm-hmm. she said, I, she told me later, she said, I don't know what you was praying about, but it sounds so good to me. I had to pray, too. And we Thank got the God. praising God in there. And I was like, look at God. So, you see, I don't have to be in the church. Mm-mm, I don't no, have to be in the no. tabernacle. Mm-mm. You have to be and in the I church. I could be at home, in my car, or at standing the on the train it, platform. It, it, you know what? Sometimes it'll hit you when you least expect it. Exactly. And so I just praise him. And I'm like, thank you, Lord, you know. And it's a good thing to do because when you're bound, when you're caught up, I can remember in addiction, I could not open my mouth. I was bound. Mm -hmm. I couldn't praise him. I couldn't pray. I couldn't sing. Nothing. Mm -hmm. But my soul was crying out. My soul was crying out. God help me. Because I know my eyes yeah, my, my rock bottom wasn't where you know I was like homeless or anything. I was home, you know, I had a roof over my head, food, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mine was more of a spiritual rock bottom, you know. Oh yeah, and I can remember yeah. drinking well, and praying at the same you. time. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, everybody rock bottom don't look the same. No, you know, some no. people think, oh, you got to be homeless, you got to have your kids taken away, this and that, hit rock. No, no. No, mm-hmm. no, you don't. You can hear no, a spiritual rock bottom. You know, losing my home happened because of my child's illness and my inability right. to work. And when mm-hmm. I finally got the help I needed through the agencies, it was too late. Once you get three be- months behind in your mortgage, mm-hmm. you know, there's no catching up, not really. Right. You know, yeah. and I was her caregiver, so I had to quit my job, and it was hard and so that was one of the reasons for my loss. Right. You know, circumstances you know, beyond everybody, control. Like I tell you, you know, everybody's rock bottom look different. That's you right. You know what I'm saying? Some That's people, right. you know, because, like, say, like, when when I went to rehab, I, I was so glad that I, I didn't want to go to the rehab that they sent me to. Because, like, straight mm-hmm. out of detox, I went to rehab. And I was like, I don't want to go there. It looked like a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know I was so glad I went Yeah Because yeah. I learned so much About The disease of addiction Right And you I learned, learned so you didn't know much Because you, you have the tendency to think I can stop when I want to hmm. But you can't You know nope. I used to get up in the mornings I say I'm That's not going to get high too. today that's what and I then here comes the somebody. End, it didn't turn out that way. At the door. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Here comes somebody so, with something, and then but, that starts it. But, you know, the funny thing is, is, like, some people that were there, you know, they were they they were addicted to more than one one thing, yeah. one drug. Yeah. And, and yeah. they asked me, you know, because they were like, you need to share, you need to share. But I never shared or anything, you know, because I was just listening. Because I was always a listener mm-hmm. and watcher. And I and I learned so much just by listening. You know, and they was like, you know, you see, just keep you sick. You know, I said, mm-hmm, okay. Yeah. But I'm just listening because I'm listening to some of these stories. And some of these stories blew my mind. Like, yeah. It, like, oh, if yeah. I share, that makes my story look like, are you changes. really serious? Mm-hmm. No, some of these stories made my story. If I told my story, they probably, like, if you don't sit down. <laughs> No, well, I mean, me, it some people actually told me I didn't need to be there. They said all you did was drink. They was like drink. Mm-hmm. That was just a gateway drug for me. You know, mm-hmm. that, that ain't nothing. You don't even need to be here. Oh, I needed to be there. Oh yeah, you know, you can you never diminish where I don't need to be. someone else's suffering. Right, you, can't you know, you don't that. know 
Right, uh-huh. exactly. Like, you don't need to be here because I didn't take multiple drugs. Like, no, because well, alcohol was my poison. Yes, and it will take you out of here, too. Mm-hmm. It'll shut you, it'll shut you down little by little. That's so, yes, no, indeed. the demon spirit of drink. I have these tracks called mm. the demon spirit of drink, and it, you know, it's right on point. You know, I don't you notice the liquor store? They say beer, wine, spirits. Yeah, okay? wine and spirits. Ain't that right. nice? You, mm. the, your hard liquor, that's what they are, spirits, the demon well, spirit mm-hmm. of drink. Because I got to you a know? point when, like, during the, the, I would say during the last month of, of my bench, I, I wasn't functional. I was paranoid. And it wasn't mm-hmm. me. And they scared right. me so bad because I said, this is not me. i never been afraid to go outside, like paranoid, yeah, you know, looking out the window. Like, I would just peep, 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 mm-hmm. you know. And I said, this is not me. And I'm looking in the mirror. I'm like, who is this person? <laughs> like, oh, no, I got to get out of here. I said, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. once I surrendered, I, I said, I ain't looking back. I am not looking back. I'm done. My mother grabbed me one time and she said, who are you and what have you done with my daughter? <laughs> I know that's right. Because I looked in the mirror and said, who the hell are you? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know. But God yeah. was with me even even then. Even, even in my addiction, he was with me. Because so many and times I, said, I could have been dead. I surrendered. I surrendered. Because he said, you know what? It's time for you mm. to get up and get out of there. I said, let me it's go. I surrender. I give up. I said, mm-mm. He delivered me. Trust me. Yes, and and you can be delivered. That's what I you say. Mm-hmm. You know, people. Some ask people me, say you I'm can, delivered. but um, I'm a witness that yes, you can. Yes, you can. When Jesus healed the Some blind man, can. Some people did say he go around uh, saying, "I don't say that. I'm blind. I'm blind." He said, "I was blind, but now but I now see." I see. Yep. Okay. So God has healed me. Jesus. Not only that, Jesus says, "You have what you say." So you don't yeah. want to keep speaking that. Hi, I'm no. Rebecca. I'm an addict. No. Hi, Rebecca. No. I'm I Rebecca. That's why I said I don't like saying that. I said I don't like, I'm not, I'm, no. I'm not really, you know, don't want to really say that, you know. No, because you're not that anymore. You have to admit it the first time in order to be healed. Because sometimes you might say it every you now and then and then in conversation. You might say I'm a grateful recovering addict, whatever. But, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. when you're around certain people, you might speak in certain ways that they talk. You ever notice that sometimes yeah. when you're around, you know, yeah, but you see, everybody, but I know for myself, you see, they yeah. don't understand that, you know, they don't, they don't know about that. Some people, I see, when I'm talking to somebody that know what it's about mm-hmm. and what it is, I can say that. Words have power. Because if I say you I've just been delivered, they be like, what, what is that? <laughs> Some people might not yeah. even know what that yeah. means. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So you just got to, I don't know. But I know well, I've you been just to, you have to declare it. You know, you, you have, have to know what it for you yourself. Say. You have to know Words it for yourself. I know that for myself, what he did mm-hmm. for me. So I'm like, and Lord, you I can't thank him enough. Life. You have to speak life. I heard this preacher say, speak mm-hmm. life or shut speak up. Life A lot of people speak things. They speak they things, speak into, things their into their life. atmosphere mm-hmm. and into their life that, you know, is going to come to, you know, fruition. Right. You and can't so you have to choose You got to be very careful of what you say. Mm-hmm. You have to choose. And people your don't understand the power of words. 
They don't. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word and was with spoke. God. When he spoke, yes. there was light. So therefore, there's yes. power in our words. That's right. And then the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So you got to understand and say, Jesus and is the living Word. The Word, which you mm-hmm. say out of your word. mouth. And so... Can, the, the Pharisees and the say. people of the ancient day had the living word right there among them mm-hmm. and didn't mm-hmm. recognize it. And didn't even know it because they was Mm-mm. blind. Didn't recognize it. He said he they went to blind. his own and they received him not. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, they don't get it, and I just pray for them and I keep moving. You've got to pray because, for them. Mm-hmm. That's you don't you know what really I know. Because, you know, mm-hmm. that's all, all you can really do. It's not our job to convince them. It's our job to witness. That's it. That's right. That's all you can do. And then, That's you know. That's all our job is just to witness. You can't make them, you can't make them do mm-hmm. nothing. You, you know, some people try to make people do something. No, you can't make you nobody do, do nothing. Your job is to witness, and that's say it. Say what you got to say. Moving. Speak mm-hmm. it and keep it moving. Pray for them. That's but it. But people watch you. People watch and you. They, they expect you to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And God, you know, was the only perfect person. He was, mm-hmm. Jesus was the Ain't only perfect, perfect person. But God, y'all you know, he do, and he doesn't and expect us to be perfect. Mm-mm. He expects he us know, to make God Because we're, we're human, you know, mm-hmm. and he knows already. He expects you know what I'm saying? us to make progress. Make progress. You know, you, you, you do your mistakes that you make, there should be a lesson in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If mm-hmm. you don't learn from your mistakes, you're gonna go you're bound through it again. To keep repeating it. When you keep mm-hmm. making the same, doing the same thing over and over again, you never. It's what's gonna keep showing up. Mm-hmm. That's the insanity learn, of it. Until you learn. That's the insanity part. Yeah. And so doing the same know, thing seen, over and over, expecting, expecting different, different results. results, and it's, the results is always going to be same. Always the same. It's going to take you down because you can't oh, yeah. win. Mm-hmm. You can and you cannot control it. You know, mm-hmm. I used to think that. Oh well, you know, after I went to rehab the first time, I was court ordered. So I mm-hmm. thought, well, I'm gonna do these ninety days, and when I get out, I'm gonna do what I want to do. Yeah, well, some people do that because you know, some people yeah, rehab and, are, and are not. That, everybody's not know. there because they want to be. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody did because they want to be there. Some people are like, well, it was either court, or either jail or this. So I picked this. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And they that's don't about, want to be that, there in the first place they got. And when mm-hmm. they get out there, see, and, and the bad part about it is when you relapse, it's always worse. Yes, yes. And that's it's the problem worse, I have. You know? you know? It's always and worse. The they don't think it's going to get any better. It doesn't get better. That's right. And she said, well, you got a choice. You can report on Tuesday morning to the program, or you can mm-hmm. go Tuesday morning and go and go back to jail. What's it going to be? And mm-hmm. I said, well, I guess I'm going to the program. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, but uh, God, mm-hmm. I had to go through what I went through. You had to, to go through to, what you had to go through. You know, and so I'm grateful today. I didn't take nothing from the to journey. learn from it. God's not going to put you through mm-hmm. something without you yeah. learning. A lesson, and if you don't learn the lesson, it's gonna keep you'll showing up. You'll take the up. class again. Yeah. Yeah. And who you, wanna keep taking the same class, class over again. and over again? 
Mm-hmm. I know I don't. No, I don't. And and my life now, you know, just to love God and to be able to help people and have, you know, my husband and, and you know, when I get to see my grandkids or whatever, that's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. You know, but your whole yeah. thing changes anyway as you get older and more mature. Oh, yeah. And you yeah. learn about what's important. I don't mm-hmm. have the drama in my life I used to have. Yeah. I'm so grateful for that. Talking about peace, Lord. Mm, ain't yes. nothing like peace of peace mind. Of mind. There, there's mm. no money can buy Money peace can of buy mind. it. Mm-mm. It can't buy it. I don't it. care how much money you got. You cannot mm-hmm. buy if peace of mind. If you don't have peace, you're not going to have no joy. Mm-mm. And see, now the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I got peace mm-hmm. that surpasses all understanding. You know, you and go. the world didn't give it to me. And Some people were like, how did you away? still smile and laugh? And mm-hmm. That's all oh, you yeah, said. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't know, honey. You just don't mm-hmm. know what God brought me to. You be laughing, That's too. That's right. That's why right. I laugh right. any time, any time I want to. That's right. You know, because people, you laugh too much. Well, so what? You know, some of the clients I have now have lost children. Just about, I work with females in recovery, and most of the females I get have lost a child. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, you know, I see mm-hmm. God, you put me somewhere. And they asked me, Miss Rebecca, how do you do it? How do you do it? And you lost two. And uh, mm-hmm. even the children, I teach Sunday school at my church, and they say, Miss Rebecca, God took your kids and you still love them? I say, yes, I do, baby. Of course. Yes, I do. And I explained to them, you're never too young to go see him, so you better get it together. That's right. And I speak to That's the children. Right, a lot of young people to today, you know, they out here just doing every little thing. Because they, and they mm-hmm. think they're invincible. They think, oh, they ain't nothing going to happen oh, to me. Yeah. My boy and is healthy and strong. You can't even think about that. You can't think that it can't yeah. happen to me. And my little girl, yeah. she wasn't sickly, but they went right. on away from here. But a lot of it, too, is the environment, because I've seen so many sick children after spending mm-hmm. two years in and out the hospital in the, in the pediatrics, you know, and I saw all these children with cancer. The enemy is killing our children, and he's mm-hmm. destroying our families and disrupting our lives. And mm-hmm. people, you need to understand you better go to God, mm-hmm. because you cannot make it out there. It's too much mm-hmm. going on. It's way it's a lot it's a lot there's a lot going on mm-hmm. out there. His mission is to kill, steal and destroy. And, and he's destroy tearing and up the families. families. He's definitely working yes. on the families. He you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. And we're already oppressed. We're oppressed from the other kind. That's right. And they want to keep us down. They want to keep us where they think they have control. So mm-hmm. they can't let you get to so far. You get up too high, they're going to tear you down. They're going to knock you down. They're going to find okay. a way. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a lie, they're going to find a way. Thank you. You know. Even if it's so, a, they got a lie on you. They will. Oh, yeah, treacherous. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we're the oppressed people, and God has been with us all this time, and if we go back to what we know we go back to our God, things would change for us mm-hmm. nationwide. Right around, yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. So that's what things we got to get change. back to, you know. Yeah. You know but just, that's what the Israelites did. They went a-whoring away from God. And every mm-hmm. time they did that, 
they had problems. God yeah. would allow them to fall into captivity so mm-hmm. that they could suffer. And that's what's going on right now when we're oppressed and in captivity. They put the drugs out, the guns out. Mm-hmm. You know, these little boys on the corner can't bring that stuff over here. Mm-hmm. They don't have the money to ship it over here and fly it over here. Right. You see, that's the people, the powers that be is doing oh, yeah. that. They're doing they it. put they it in our neighborhood. That. And the liquor stores in well, our neighborhood, corner. you know, no grocery really? stores, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they're killing us systematically yep. through the things that they're doing, you know. Exactly. And so it's up to us, our people, to help one another, get educated, learn how to take care of yourself. Listen, you got to learn how, you know, we gotta, so you know, how to break to those strongholds. Yes, so many people man. could be healed if they just change their eating habits, mm-hmm. change your diet. You wouldn't suffer change with some of the things too. you suffer with, and your thinking most definitely. But our people you gotta get change your thinking stuck. before you can change anything else. Well, people get stuck. They get stuck on stupid, mm-hmm. and so <laughs> you have to constantly <laughs> renew yeah. your mind. I That's say right. you should right. learn something new every day. Every day. I learn something I, new every day, and I'm 50 years old. Yeah. And I'm still How learning stuff. My birthday I'm still is learning Wednesday, stuff you know? I never knew before. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? What? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I, put, uh, I don't know everything. I'll be the first to admit no. I don't know everything. You learn something new every so day. I learn I something new every I day. I free Spanish lessons. Mm-hmm. There's an app, and so I'm studying that. I spend, you know, 15 or 20 minutes with that every day to learn to speak Spanish. Because mm. you got to expand your horizons. There's so many of them within our community. I want to know mm-hmm. how to communicate with them. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Right. So I've been, I've been yeah. learning Spanish, and I'll say right. God is awesome, you know. Yes, he is. And yes, and to learn is. different things, and so now I have the challenge of learning about putting my show together because I have certainly right. enjoyed our time. It's been yeah, wonderful. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. enjoying it, you know, and I even put some more time on it because <laughs> we, we oh, almost yeah, ran out I of time. See. I added some more time because, you know, okay. we could talk all day. Yeah, all night. well, you get but, two you hours, know, don't you? Yeah, it's almost been, yeah. So, yeah. Well, now, can you give, what advice would you have for someone that's in active addiction, and also, what advice would you have for someone that's still that's in recovery? Well, if you're in active addiction, there's not a whole lot of advice because you have to really want to stop. Mm-hmm. You have to mm-hmm. want to change. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. to want it. Nobody can force you, um, you know, or you'll run into that brick wall and you won't have no choice but to change. I mean, eventually, mm-hmm. all addicts stop one way or another. Yeah. You know, it's best to do it voluntarily. Voluntarily is the best way to go because you don't want to. Because you (sighs) will end up in one of those three destinations, jail, Mm -hmm. institution, Institution or death. Or death, exactly. You know, that's the only outcome. And that's the truth of the matter. Right. That's the truth. You know, and and so, but you have to be ready because no one can force you. You gotta be you willing have to, to be change. Ready. You have and to be. And if you're not willing, tired. you can't do it. And you can't do it for 
other people. You know how people are like, well, I'm doing this you for my, 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 my mother. I'm doing it. You can't. You got to do it for you. If you can't mm-hmm. do it for you. That's, you have to want to change. Mm-hmm. And sometimes God will let you, let you keep on going until you hit that brick wall. You're, mm-hmm. You hit your bottom and then you realize, God, help me because mm-hmm. I don't know what else to do. And I've that's been in right. that place, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's what happens, you see. It's a progressive disease. That's what because I'm Because you mm-hmm. start out in the beginning, and it's all laughs and fun and games and recreation. And fun mm-hmm. and thought. And then, yeah. you know, when you look back on, on when you were younger, you know, I, I maybe I just thought I was having fun. I thought exactly. I was having fun. Exactly. So got, ooh. You know. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I used to go to bed with the stem, wake up with the stem. I mean, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah. I don't miss that life. I don't miss it. Oh, I don't my miss nothing God. about it at all. Like, really, That's nothing right, you know. at all. He took the Going taste out, out of my night. mouth. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. I'm so grateful. <laughs> but I would say to a person in recovery, it's mm-hmm. one day at a time. One day at a time. You get up one day and you make it through that day. You thank God for that day. And then you pray and thank him for the next day. Because God says in his word that he's able to keep you. Says that in Jude. He's able to keep you from falling. That means there's no need for relapse. God is able. You can trust him to keep you. He won't let you fall. And even if you slip, he won't let you fall. One day, I was walking across the campus going to a class, and I stumbled over a rock. I can't mm-hmm. explain it to you, but I should have fell. I should have fell flat didn't. on my face. I didn't. Something happened with my feet, and I did some kind of shuffle and walked on away. And I, But it was I felt like something was on the either side of me holding me up. And I was angels, like, wow. Angels, angels, angels. Angels, they're out there. You know, he wouldn't they let me dash my foot on the rock. And that's when yeah. the word came to me. I'm in the yeah. middle of the college campus. I started praising God. Mm-hmm. And I opened my eyes and turned around. Now there's a group of kids around me. And I'm like, uh-oh, these people probably think I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, let them think what they want to think. But it, it, you know what I'm it saying? It turned out <laughs> it was the Bible class. They started praising with me. Well, there you go. Well. Yeah, they said, we don't know what you're so happy about, but we saw you well, praising God, and they too. joined in. Yeah, I was right. like, what? <laughs> there you, know, you go. That was awesome. So I have seen God, you know, just come to me so many times in so many ways and mm-hmm. just let me know he's there, you know, and that he keeps mm-hmm. me. He won't even let me fall, wouldn't even let me slip and fall. I mean, literally fall on my face. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. God is awesome. He's able yes, to he keep is. you from falling <laughs> because relapse begins with the thought. The thought, mm-hmm. well, I can just get high today. Nobody's going to know, and then I won't mm-hmm. do it again tomorrow. That's a trap. Mm-hmm. That it don't work that trap. way. It don't work that way. You can't. It don't work that when way. you step off from it, you got to leave it alone. You yeah, see. yeah. You got to you know, go back to it. It's always worse. It's always worse. The Bible said the man's house was swept clean. 
Mm-hmm. And so the demons looking for somewhere to go went here and there. They came back to the house and found it swept clean, and they brought seven more with him. More. Mm-hmm. And the man was worse off go. than he was before. There that's in go. the word of God. That's, that's, and I tell mm-hmm. you, I like to use the Life Recovery Bible because that mm-hmm. Bible has the steps in it, and it mm-hmm. breaks it down each and every step, and it shows you all through the Bible how people were having issues about recovery. Some mm-hmm. used strong drink. Others had demonic things going on, you know, mm-hmm. with them, demonic spirits, you know, like the demoniac mm-hmm. when Jesus came through who lived in the cemetery. And the Lord called the demons out of him, and he said, what is your name? And they said, legions, because we are many. And God mm-hmm. said, you come out of that man. And see, a lot of us are in that condition spiritually. Mm-hmm. We have got legions of demons. Mm-hmm. And only God can heal these things. Only God can do and it. some of them are done, have to, can only be done through fasting and praying mm-hmm. to get these things because, you know, they are real. And that's why I say that addiction is a spiritual disease. And the only mm-hmm. way, the best way to overcome and combat it is with the Lord. He can heal Amen. you. He heals all our oh. diseases. Amen. I am the Lord who heals all your diseases. And so we should not forget his benefits. Amen. Because he could have let me die out there in my sin. And I could have been another Jane Doe found stuffed in the dumpster, Mm -hmm. drug-related death. I didn't want to go out like that. Mm -mm. You know, I didn't Mm want to go out like that. So, and I can, um, see, can you um, let everyone know how they can reach you on social media just before we get ready yes. to wrap up the show because I don't want to. Yes. We <laughs> have a page on Facebook, Recovery Life mm-hmm. Ministry. That's on Facebook. Like our page. Uh, we're actually getting up there in the numbers. Uh, we almost mm-hmm. got 500 people, so I'd like uh, to see I, that happen. Yeah, I have and, your website uh, on the event page, and I also have your face, your Facebook page. The Recovery Excellent. Life Ministries Excellent. on the uh, event page, and yeah, so no. I'm gonna. There's gonna you know, be some work done on the website to get that beefed okay. up and more animated. But okay. uh, the meetings right now are temporarily stopped because we're having some reconstruction done in our meeting room at the church. There was some leaks okay. or frozen, busted pipes or something. But the point is, we can't really use the facility right now. Okay. So we just, we have our prayer line, and uh, okay. I am going to start the meeting back. And I'll post back. that up on the. I'm going to post that mm-hmm. on the event page, and I just want to, you know, in the show with the Serenity Prayer, which I always you know okay. in my show, and it goes, God grant me the serenity, the serenity to accept to the things accept I cannot the change, things I cannot change, the courage, courage to change the things I can, things that I can, and, and the wisdom, the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace, taking as he did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting Mm -hmm. that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, that I might be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next. Amen. Amen. And oh, I, I just want to say thank you so much, 
Rebecca Desimone for sharing your testimony with us on the Recovery Corner Blog Talk Radio Show. And on three, we're going to say good night to everyone. All right. One, two, three. Good night, everyone. And thank you for joining us on the Recovery Corner Blog Talk Radio Show. Good night, Rebecca. And thank you so much. Good night. And you're welcome. God bless. God bless you too. Bye-bye.